Chancellor and sister is. Well, I think we've had a technical problem there, folks, because I don't normally have the news crashing in there. What's going on there? Oh, I know what's happened. Oh, Gavin didn't do it. He's just escaped out of the office, so I can't give him a, a shout because how very dare you not take the news off, Gavin. Anyway, so um, the Queen of Sheba's been and gone in a very quick go. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. It is Denise. It is Happy Classics. It is Sid Valley Radio. And I don't normally make a complete mess of the, the very first track on the show. I normally leave it till about the fifth. Anyway, how are you on this soggy, soggy February evening? It's a bit miserable out there, isn't it? Uh, let's let's bring a bit of sunshine to you while I try and sort out what's happening with the show now because I've been I've been a bit discombobulated with the Queen of Sheba not hanging around long enough. Let's have some uh, let's have some uh, Latin inspired music from Bizet, the Aragonese from the Carmen Suite. But a bise there, and his wonderful um, Aragonese from Carmen. And that was Yannick Neze Seguin was conducting the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra. So, how has your day been today? A bit soggy around the edges. <laughs> more importantly, folks, more importantly, how was your Valentine's Day yesterday? I know, I know, I know. Thank you so much for all of you for sending your cards, chocolates, flowers, gifts, everything. It took me ages yesterday. In fact, I've had to leave some for the weekend so that I can, you know, open the rest there because I just, I was going to lose the entire day yesterday. <laughs> She lied. Not a single card. Not a rose. Not a not a chocolate. Nothing. It's okay. I'm not asking for forgiveness or sympathy here. I was just having a bit of a laugh. Um, so I, I do hope that if you are have a, a significant other that you had a nice. There's an awful lot of pressure on people now, isn't there, to do something wonderful for Valentine's Day? 
I just think, you know, just just be nice to each other all year round. It doesn't really matter about one particular day, does it? Because it can be really ni- nice and wonderful to somebody for, for 24 hours and then treat them like rubbish <laughs> the other 364 days of the year. I'd just be nice all the time, folks, and just love each other all the time. I'm getting all soggy and sentimental here. But I've got something a little bit, um, I've got some nice squishy cuddle up on the sofa music <laughs> in the in the show tonight sorry about that and I'm sorry if my voice sounds a bit sort of gravelly um I sound like I've been uh, swallowing razor blades or chewing on I don't know broken glass or something um I've had the decorators in the office this week and uh they've been you know the way they do they 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 rub down the paintwork then they fill it and then they rub it down again so there's a huge amount of very fine particulate matter in my in the air in my office at the moment and of course I've been breathing it all in I thought I thought I had a cold and then I kept thinking stuff it doesn't feel like a cold it feels like I've got a permanent somebody's tickling the inside of my nose permanently and I realized what it was it's it's all the it's all the stuff in the air and you can't see it of course but you come in, in the morning when the when the air hasn't been disturbed overnight and there's this very fine pattern of dust on everything. So you get your damp cloth and you wipe it up in the hope that you're not disturbing it. So uh, I do sound a bit odd and I do sound a bit bunged up like I've got the worst cold in the world. I do not. I just, uh, I've just got an allergic reaction to the dust. <laughs> so anyway, maybe I'll get some voiceover work with this new sexy, you know, deep voice. What do you think? I'll have your opinion on that. 07565825041. Or you might just think that gravelly voice Denise get rid of it and play some music well why don't we it's a great piece of music it's um oh it's the the mazurka from um Kachaturin's I'll get it right in a minute Kachaturin's Masquerade Suite this is it this is fun stuff
I hope you're all dancing to that. The boss missed it, actually. He's, uh, he's disappeared off and he likes a mazurka. <laughs> that was a Tchaikovsky symphony orchestra. I've got no idea who was conducting because they haven't told me on the thingy. Should we pick someone? Who should we have tonight then? Ricardo Chaillet? We haven't had him for a while. <laughs> Let's say him because I, I like the name. Have you seen how it's spelled? C-H-A-I-L-L-Y. It's an interesting way to spell Chaillet, isn't it? But I rather like it. So what have we got on the show for you tonight? The usual. Um, me, of course, with the gravelly voice this evening and sounding like I've, uh, like my nose is all bunged up, which it is because everything's inflamed in there because of this, this dust that I'm inhaling and what have you. Um, apologies again. I'll, I'll try and keep it together. If I do an, an immediate sneeze that takes, you know, just sometimes I sneeze, it just comes out of nowhere. It's just like, you know, so if I sort of disappear off the mic <laughs> for a second, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, what else have we got? So we've got some lovely things. Uh, we've got some bits from the telly. We've got something, one or two things from the movies. If I can get them in, you know what I'm like. I'll do a bit of waffling and the next thing you know, I've run out of time. I think I've got some nice heart music later on. So if you if you are in that sort of, uh, still that romantic mood from yesterday, you can still, you know, snuggle up with your, your better other half or whatever and, and have uh, some nice times together there. But let's go for the telly thing now. I love this piece of music. I, I used to love Doctor Who. Um, well, I, I loved them when I was a kid, and then I got back into it when my boys were kids. I mean, I think everyone has their own Doctor Who, don't they? I had John Pertwee. I think I started off with Patrick um, Troughton, and then John Pertwee was my Doctor. And then, of course, they brought it back, didn't they, uh, about 20 years ago, and they had uh, Christopher Eccleston to start with. And then they brought in, who's the Scottish guy? David Tennant, that's right. And then they had Matt Smith. So, particularly David Tennant, I thought he was a brilliant Doctor Who, I have to say. I didn't think anyone could better him. And then Matt Smith came along. Now, I won't say Matt Smith bettered him, but they were equal because I just thought they were both fantastic Doctor Whos. And then, of course, the boys grew up and then you sort of lose touch, don't you? So I haven't seen Doctor Who for a very long time. But I thought David Tennant was an absolute gift to the, to the programme. I thought he was brilliant. And then Matt Smith, because he, he look, even looks quite odd, doesn't he, Matt Smith? If you look at him, he does look a bit sort of... Not quite human. I don't mean that in a nasty way. There's something ethereal about him, something otherworldly. That's what I want to say, otherworldly about Matt Smith. Anyway, this is um, from the fifth series uh, of Doctor Who with... um with, with the one with Matt Smith in it. Uh, Murray Gold composed this music and he's conducting a BBC soundtrack orchestra. And the piece of music is called I Am The Doctor. Well, I sound like I need a doctor, but not this kind of doctor.
Oh, great piece of music. We had a TARDIS. <laughs> we had a TARDIS. I could go forward a few weeks and uh, not feel, uh, not sound as rubbish as I do. I and mean, I was singing last night as well, and I, I completely hit loads of wrong notes. And unfortunately for me, I was sitting right under the nose of our musical director, David Davis. He went, Denise, was that you singing the third out there? I think, yes, it was. Guilty as charged. <laughs> anyway, I've got some, I've got another bit of music, a core music in a minute. But before we do that, I just, I, I, I need to tell you something, folks. Um, I don't think I've told you this before. I have mentioned before that one of my other big hobbies is astrology. And that's sort of, this is my guilty secret that I fessed up to you, I think, at the turn of the year. So, um, and I've been meaning to do a little sort of, and my star tip for the week is whatever it is. But, um, and I forgot to do it last week, to my shame. But there is something you need to know. Um, There's something really big going on in the skies at the moment. And that is that... um, whether you believe in astrology or not, the planets are still up there and they do things. So if you think about how many billions of tons of water the moon moves every day with the tides, you have to think that maybe something happens up there. So Pluto, the, tr- the planet of transformation, the, the furthest one out in our solar system, moved into Aquarius quite recently. And it's there until September the 1st. Then it slips back out again until November the 19th. And then it comes in for 20 years or the thick end of 20 years. So, um, and it comes into the, the sign of Aquarius. It has been sitting in Capricorn for the last 21 years. So it does take a long time for Jupiter to go around the planet. So we won't see in our lifetime. We might see, we might see Pluto move through three signs while we're on the, on the planet, most of us. Maybe four, if we're lucky. Um, very few people will see five. Nobody will see six. It's as simple as that because we're just not that old. But it's moved into Aquarius and that means big changes. And the thing about um, Pluto is it's a planet of transformation. So it makes little things big and big things little. I know that sounds a bit weird, but um, you have to just trust me on that one. <laughs> And the last time that Pluto was in Aquarius, we were all wearing powdered wigs. Well, not well. The, the, obviously, the peasants like me weren't, but the landed gentry were. And it, it brings big transformations. It breaks down structures um, and and things like that. So, we had the uh, the last time Pluto was in Aquarius, we had the French Revolution and things like that. So, really big things were happening. And so, it'd be interesting to see what happens over the next twenty years, won't it? And if you think about the way that Pluto works, it is this planet of transformation. We think we've had lots of structures, haven't we, being sort of brought to, you know, not not to their knees, but certainly broken down over the last few years, haven't we? Lots of various structures that we, we would have taken for granted are sort of seem to be disintegrating. And that will be Pluto challenging Capricorn, which is, the, which is the sign of structures and the one before Aquarius. But what Aquarius does is also, it's the sign of the collective, and it's it's the sign of social good. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm really hoping that with all the social unrest we've had in the last few years, over the next 20, um, we will all wake up and say, well, hang on a minute, we've got a chance here to do something really, really good for humanity and the world in general. So can we all just get on with that and just be nice? So going back to Valentine's Day yesterday, hope you were nice. So uh, so that's my little tip. So it's going to be interesting for the next 20 years. There's going to be this, this trend of transformation over the next 20 years. So if you look back in, in about 20 years' time, and if I'm still doing the show, I'll be saying, ah, oh, it's about, you know, Pluto's about to go into Pisces, <laughs> which would be the next sign in. And so if you think what's going on in your life now, uh, and then maybe look back in 20 years, or even if you think what's, what's going on uh, now and go back 20 years and think, has there been a transformation? And it's more a societal one. The, the big outer planets or the, the further out planets, it's more of a generational societal thing rather than a personal thing. Um, but yeah, interesting times with, with Pluto going into Aquarius. It's going to be, uh, I'll, I'll be giving you updates from time to time on what's happening with that. In the meantime, um, 
as I mentioned a minute ago, I was singing last night with this voice. Can you imagine trying to sing with this voice? It wasn't pretty. I shouldn't have gone, really. Anyway, uh, and I did hit some really bum notes. So uh, I don't think David was very happy with me, <laughs> but he likes me. So I think he let me off, not least because I'm the chairman of the Choral Society. So, you know, he has to be nice. <laughs> Play nice, David. And he is he's delightful, David. I get on with him really well. And this is um, this is something from uh, the uh, Bach B minor Mass I sang uh, in January. So it was Anna in next Chelsea, which it sounds like it should be Christmas, but it's not. It's part of the Mass. And here it is. Sing along. Great stuff, isn't it? I just think that's a fantastic piece of music. And the first of our Holy Trinity, for those of you that are new listeners to the show, first of all, you're more than very welcome. It's lovely to have you with us. And every week I try and play a piece of music from Bach, Beethoven and Mozart. To be fair, Bach normally features towards the end of the show because it doesn't only get that loud, but why not today? He's first one up, which is great. And Herbert von Karajan was conducting the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra and the Wiener Singverin, in other words, the Wiener Choir. Vienna Choir, for those of us that are English, uh, we're doing the choral stuff, fantastic stuff. So I'm, I'm going to do my little plug, as I always do, for Sidmouth Choral Society. 
Uh, our concert on the 27th of April will be the Messiah by uh, Handel, as everybody will know that. And uh, it's a great piece of music. And we sound, we're sounding better every week. We had we rehearsed last night. Sounds really great. So if you are in Sidmouth at the end of April, and or even if you're not, make a special trip. Seven o'clock at the parish church. I shall be plugging it every week without remorse. <laughs> Sorry for those of you that have heard it every single week since the beginning of the year. But there you go. Hey, ho. Um should we go on with some more music? Let's do that. What have I got now? Ah, oh, I, I think I'm going to play it first. Oh no, it's Brahms, isn't it? So I'm, I'm having a moment because I've just, I've just put me, uh, I put my playlist under, under my big book. Every, every week I come in, I have this fantastic book that was given to me as a gift some years ago, and the, 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 the dust jacket is now getting quite worn out. But it's called the Classical Music Lover's Companion, and it's a 997-page tome of lots of lovely bits and pieces about classical music, and I managed to lose my playlist under it. Anyway, I'll stop waffling and play Brahms, shall I? Yeah, come on.
just making sure he wasn't throwing another chord in there at the end. I have been known to crash the last last couple of chords of a piece of music on more than one occasion. Um, that was the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra under Carlos Kleiber and Bach's uh, Symphony Number no. 4 in E minor, and that was the third movement. Very, very live. Now, talking of Valentine's Day and you, you significant other, he, of course, held a candle, didn't he, for Clara Schumann. Um, they met many years before she met, only she met Robert, he met her when she was married to Robert Schumann, because Robert Schumann sadly died. And even though she never married again, and he's literally just held this candle for her, <laughs> they never ever got it together, which is quite sad. So he never married Brahms, which is lovely. And apparently he was very, very beautiful. He was a beautiful young man, apparently, very, very good looking. So when you see the older pictures of him with the beard and looking fairly gruff and all the rest of it, apparently he was a bit of a stunner. When he was younger, and uh, maybe the fact that he was unrequited in love made him just a little bit gruffer than a bit, a bit like I feel a bit gruff tonight. And that's not because I've been unrequited in love; it's because I've been breathing in all sorts of noxious things since my decorators have been in the office. Um, but yeah, very sad, isn't it? There's nothing worse than unrequited love. I think you know. I remember being a teenager, and you know, you, you, everyone fancies the the you know the, the, the guy in the class, and the, there was a guy. <laughs> there's always one, isn't there? There's the guy who is. Uh, Really, you know, drop dead gorgeous, captain of the football team and comes top of the class as well. It's just so unfair that there's there's always one that's like that. And there's always a bloke and there's always a girl, isn't there? Well, I was never the girl. And, um, but the guy in, our, in my class when I was a kid was David Long. And, you know, he was just, you know, he was very, very good looking. And he, and he literally was the captain of the team. He wasn't the top of the class necessarily, but he was, he was good enough, you know, and he was, he was bright enough, but, so David Long was the guy. And do you remember that song for those of, of us that were sort of teenagers in, you know, back in the day with the jam with the song called David Watts, which I could be like David Watts. And David Long was the <laughs> David Watts of, of my school for sure, because, you know, every lad wanted to be him. Every girl wanted to be his date. And, um, and for those of us that knew we didn't have a chance, it was a bit like that. Was it Joni Mitchell that had that song, 17, where you sort of, sitting there in your bedroom and thinking, oh. Anyway, that was me and probably every other girl in the school, so I can't say, feel sorry for me because of David Long. And David, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening to my show by, by some chance and you went to St. Wilfred's School in Liverpool back in the day, um, you were the guy. <laughs> and you know what? I hope you're still as drop-dead gorgeous now as you were then because it would be really awful if uh, you'd not had a great life and a bit like Brahms, you'd have lost your looks if the bloom had gone off. Oh, I do talk a lot of rubbish from time to time. Anyway, but yeah, we 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 all had we all had unrequited love, don't. We? And and if you haven't had that unrequited love thing going on in your life, then you haven't really, you know, you don't know what real pain is. You don't know what real pain is if you've never done that. You've got to go through it, folks. And if you haven't, go out and find someone who you really fancy that you know you've got no chance of ever getting, and then see what it feels like. And join the rest of us. <laughs> Oh dear! I should sit up and play some music. I might in a minute. I, I might. I just, I'm just waffling about Valentine's Day. The boss is in now. Did you get anything lovely for Valentine's Day, Bob? Mm, no, no, Not he did. Okay, fine. Well, he's going to keep that one to himself, people. So, uh, I, I got like three million bouquets of roses and loads of chocolates and sackfuls of cards. I just thought you ought to know that. <laughs> he didn't know what I told you before, listener. That's okay. It's our secret. Not a secret though is my love for Vaughan Williams. If you are a regular listener to the show, you know I love it. And uh, his folk song music, it's just great, isn't it? All the stuff that he based on all the old tunes that the the Royal College thought were going to be um, 
lost over time because of because of the German invasion with Bach and Beethoven and all that. Um, dare I say Brahms, who was here in Menega. So um, he went out there and just scattered himself around the place and picked a load of stuff up from Somerset and came up with this. This is the march from the English folk song suite, The Third Movement. Big finish there. At least there was no more me guessing, trying to work out whether there's going to be another chord coming in. Dennis Wick was conducting the London Wind Orchestra. So um, what are you up to tonight? Are you fancy sharing? 
because you know what I'm doing. I'm sitting there <laughs> talking to you, talking to the boss. Um, you can email me uh studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk you can text me at 7565 or you can go on the website where you would have found me in the first place click in the little box and send me a message it'd be nice to hear from you and if you don't want to do that also fine if you just want to chill out and enjoy the music why not now uh poor old gavin uh who was did the cowboy show ahead of me this evening as he always does bless him he does he does six shows a week for the studio. He's for the station. He does a fantastic job. He's, he's the second hardest working member of the team. Boss being the the hardest working because he does shows most days. He says no, he's not the hardest working. He's trying to be. He's trying to hide his light under a bushel. There you go. Show my biblical training. Anyway, so it's pretty rubbish weather, isn't it? So I thought to myself, I want something. Uh, that says spring in the title. Now, there's loads of music, isn't there? And the, the obvious one to go is to Vivaldi in the Four Seasons. But no, let's not do that. So I've picked up this piece of music, which I really like because um, I was born in March, which is, of course, coming up not too, in not too distant future. And there is that phrase, isn't it, about March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb, that old proverb. Well, this piece of music very much reminds me of that. Um, and it's called Spring, and it's by Ludovico Einaudi. And... Um, even though it's called Primavera, I think you should have just called it March because this is exactly... So listen to it and see what I mean. And if you think I'm talking complete nonsense, you can tell me.
Oh, that's great, isn't it? I just love a bit of uh, I now do. And you can hear, can't you? It's all sort of quiet and then the wind blows up and then it goes down again and then the wind blows up again because that's what spring's like, isn't it? You never know quite what's going to happen. And uh, I don't know if you're getting any um, any little bulbs popping up in your garden. <laughs> it was so miserable in November, which is the time that you normally put your bulbs out. And I've got my little courtyard at the back. I couldn't get any bulbs out because it rained. Because when you work full time and it's dark when you go out in the morning and dark when you come home, you can't really plant your bulbs out. And every weekend it was either raining or I was away. So I didn't actually get to plant any bulbs. So last year I had lots of um, activity in my, my lovely courtyard and I had lots of pots that looked like, you know, there were things were coming up and there was some, a beautiful display of tulips. Not one this year, I'm afraid I'm going to have. I'll, uh, I'll have to dig out, uh, zip over to the garden centre and get myself some winter pansies or some other, other early flowering, something or other to, to brighten up my little, my little patch of the planet because, um, it is, it is a north facing, um, courtyard. So you need something to brighten it up. Otherwise it looks just miserable and you can't have that, can you? So, although I have to say my, I planted a lovely, I sound like Alan Titchmarsh, don't I? I planted a lovely Armandii in, um, in uh, a tub out the front and that gets quite a lot of light whereas my little courtyard garden doesn't get an awful lot of light but out the front it gets quite a lot of light by my front door and I've got quite quite a big space around the front I'm very fortunate um, so I've put some tubs in there and I put one tub up against the house to have ya- jasmine in so that it can grow around the I've got two down pipes you know drain pipes so I thought that will disguise the drain pipes because they look a bit unsightly don't they so I've got this lovely jasmine and last year even though I'd only planted it last year when I was coming out in the evening the fragrance of it was delightful, so I'm really looking forward to that because it's really gone a bit mental. <laughs> it grew quite quickly last year, and already so far, um, there's been a good few inches of growth on it, and it's not even proper spring yet, is it? Not for a while, not for a long time. So I've been quite excited by that. And my Armandii in the other tub has just gone nuts. <laughs> so and I'm hoping that will cover a quite an unsightly brick wall that I've got near the front there. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, no flowers this year, but... Um, that flowers quite early in the season, doesn't it? Normally about February on Armandia, and it's got a lovely white, delicate white flower on it. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And the other good news about um, that sort of clematis is that it's evergreen, so uh, it'll look quite nice, hopefully, all year round with a bit of green around the front rather than just an old brick wall, which is a bit sad, really. Anyway, that's my that's my gardening for you. <laughs> if you want to tell me what's going on in your garden, by all means, let me know. I've already given you the information, so and, and if you don't know, you can go on the website and have a look. Um, what have I got now? Ah, yes. I did say that I had to admit one or two things. For those of you that were um, so inclined, if you had a lovely uh, Valentine's Day yesterday and you're looking to carry it on, here's something. The Young Prince and the Young Princess from Scheherazade. And this is just, it's delightful, isn't it? It sounds like what it is, which is two young people in love.
Oh, there we go. Skipping off into the distance, that those two young lovers, the young prince and the young princess, Rimsky Korsakov's Jeherazad. And that's the third movement from that, isn't it? So Herbert Gratz was conducting the Orchestra de Santo Soli. So that's an interesting version. I was listening to that and I thought to myself, I don't know whether it's the first time I've ever played that particular version. And because um, sometimes I'll just, you know, there are so many of these, these popular pieces of music like that. There's loads and loads of versions, isn't there? And you end up generally playing the same thing, which is why I've Quite recently, I've been doing some weird things around, uh, and I think I've got one in tonight, actually. Which you would normally hear this on this on a piano, or it's been script, but that's been scripted for the paper and comb or something. Um, but I've never played that particular orchestra before. And did you hear some very, very, I don't want to say, yeah, I do, bum notes? <laughs> so Herbert and your orchestra, De Santo Soli. Um, I'm one, I don't think I'm going to be playing that version again, because I'm a bit sort of... Um, a bit like probably like poor old David last night when I was singing and I was hitting, you know, coming in a third low on the first uh, on the first note of one of the the, the choruses that came on. Was that you, Denise? I'm afraid it was. Um, so yeah, so I'm a bit sort of. Oh, I'm not sure, but there was some definitely something dodgy going on there. Anyway, uh, but it's still a great piece of music. Whoever plays it, maybe I will get them to play it on a paper and comb next time. Let's stay in that sort of gentle sort of frame of mind now and let's just still stay together and slope off together into a waltz, which is from Delib this time. And it's from uh, that lovely ballet Capella about the beautiful doll who comes to life.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that little dance. <laughs> the Slovak Radio Symphony Orchestra under, uh, and, under Andrew Mogrelia. What a great name. So where are we? We're halfway through the show, and if you've just joined us, you're very welcome. I hope you've been uh, doing something wonderful between 8 o'clock and 9 since I've been on the air. And if you're thinking, if you if you hear the second half of the show and you think, well, that was good, you can have the whole show. In fact, you can have everybody's show on, on the radio station by going to our site and downloading the podcast. So we've got everything there for everyone. We've got, uh, we've got Jazz, a lovely uh, Anthony does that, and... Uh, Miss Gavin, he was in before me, before 8 o'clock, doing his cowboy show. He also does Listener's Choice and various other things. He does his chart show on a Sunday. You've got Rod doing his... Now, does, does Rod do his... I don't think he does a podcast because it's to do with sports on a Saturday afternoon. So you have to listen, that's a live show. You've, got, you've definitely got to listen to Rod. No good listening to that on podcast. But we've got everyone. We've got our film, the guy that does our films, Gavin. We've got our lovely folk guys who generally come in on a Monday night, but you can listen to them on podcast as well. And, of course, you've got loads of our Bob our boss Bob, on his podcast too. So don't worry if you can't enjoy the whole show. Just go onto the site, download the podcast, and you can listen to us all. Carry us all around in your pocket. We don't weigh a lot. <laughs> I don't weigh much anyway. I'm about eight and a half stone dripping wet, really, me. me. So uh, not that you'd want to carry eight and a half stone of dripping wet scouts around with you. But um, but yeah, uh, you can carry us all around. The entire, the entire uh, cohort of SVR presenters are yours for the taking. And so take, please do. Second of our Holy Trinity now, Mozart. And this is one, everyone knows this one. I think that's what I've lined up. I think I have. <laughs> Symphony number 40. I'm not sure I've lined up the right movement looking at that. Anyway, I'll just play it and we'll see what comes out the other side of it. Thank you. 
Grace in the Vienna Philharmonic with uh, Be- not Beethoven. I'm lying. It's Mozart. Beethoven's up later. Sorry, I'm just having a moment. Um, yeah, Mozart. Symphony number four. So that, that actually made the hit parade in the old, in old, old speak. Made the charts in the 1970s and they played it on top of the pops. Can you believe that? <laughs> but it did. Leonard Bernstein was conducting. Yes, him of West Side Story. I'm not going to sing it. I always do. Now I shall move swiftly on because otherwise I'm going to I'm going to just break out into something from the West Side Story musical, and we can't do that because uh, that'd be really really boring. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Here we go. So uh, I, uh, this is a this is a uh, this is a, a, a contemporary composer that I really really love, and I do play stuff from him from time to time. I think I played something from a couple of weeks ago. Oliver Davis. Oliver Davis, he's brilliant, I think. And uh, go and have a look if you've if you've got Spotify or one of them or YouTube or any of those other um, downloading type apps. He's just got some gorgeous music. Now, this particular album was um, recorded in the lockdown in 2021. It's called Solace, which I think what what a beautiful what a beautiful name for. Um, an album which you know at a time we all needed some, didn't we? <laughs> for those of you that I remember. Um, it's going to be, it's, this is going to be something like, you know, in years to come, it's going to like, you know, like our parents used to talk about the war back in the day. You know, we'll be talking about, you know, when they had the lockdown, because I don't know about you, there's, there, there was life before lockdown and life act, and we're still there, aren't we? We've still got that going on. But while all that was happening, there was still some really great stuff happening, and Oliver Davis was, was working really hard. And he managed to get together some, I don't know whether they all recorded bits and brought it in, you know, sent them over on, you know, MP3 or whatever the tech is these days. But he pulled together this uh, this wonderful album called Solace. This is the guitar concerto number three from that, well, the third movement of his guitar concerto from that. It's just great. Thank you. 
just brilliant, isn't it? I think that's a fantastic piece of music. And when you consider the conditions it was recorded under, you just have to say chapeau to all the chaps that were uh, involved in it. So I'm now going to tell you who those chaps were. So you had Oliver Davis himself, who... Um, oh, I must get this right, sorry. Um, Oliver Davis, who, who scored the music. And I, I'm not quite sure what instrument he played because everyone was sort of, you know, coming in from all over the place. So you had... Um, let me just get this up and strong check what Harry Hansen did. I can't really see what he did. Anyway, so what we've got is we've got Sergio Puccini. I wonder if he's any relation. He played the classical guitar in that bit. Oliver Wass was playing the harp. Um, I think Oliver Davis, not sure. Um, Harry Hansen, I'm trying to see it on the internet, see if I can find out what he... It looks like he was some sort of... Um, oh, no, he's, he's another one that played classical guitar. My apologies. Yeah, so there's more than one guitar on that. And the Budapest Scoring Orchestra under Peter Eleni was, uh, was, was throwing it all together and pulling it together. It's just amazing when you consider what was going on. But there were plenty of choirs and things, weren't there, throughout the lockdown. That's, I think the World Choir was um, produced under, under lockdown conditions. People just decided they still wanted to sing. And they would just record something and whoever it was, whoever must be really, really good on tech, I'm not that good on tech, uh, would pull it all together. But um, but Oliver Davis there, what a fantastic project. Solace, do look it up. It's a lovely piece of music. And uh, I often have it on in the kitchen when I'm bimbling around. And the thing with Oliver Davis's music, um, if, you've had a, if you've had a stressful day, you can just stick it on. And it really does. It, it takes that furrow out of your brow. I know that sounds like a daft thing to say. But it really is like, um, and this is going to sound really weird, um, when my hair was much longer, I used to like having my hair brushed. And when I go to the hairdresser, I love having my hair brushed because there's something really decompressing for me on that. So if you've got something the equivalent of having your hair brushed, and if you haven't got any hair, I'm sorry about that, but there'll be something, you know, somebody sort of massaging your shoulders or just smoothing your furrowed brow. But Oliver Davis is definitely in the hair brushing, smoothing your furrowed brow uh, area. Um, I know you think I'm talking complete broken biscuits, and I probably am, but yeah, I think probably you just know what I'm, I mean, really, don't you? Of course you do, of course you do. So, a bit of hiding now, and um, I was just having a bit of a giggle before, because there was um, there was Mozart with his um, 40th symphony just a minute ago, and we had uh, Brahms' 4th symphony, and in a minute we're going to have um, Beethoven's 6th, but here's 96, here's number 96 from Haydn, he did 104, didn't he? I mean, this guy did not hang around. He, just, he was so prolific, Haydn. He was amazing. This, uh, and a lot of them have got names, haven't they? The military, the whatever, the clock. This is the miracle. It's a miracle I've made it this far through the show because I keep thinking my voice is going to go because, uh, as you can probably tell, it's not my usual um, my usual speaking voice because of, uh, for those of you that have joined the show late, I've been inhaling um, noxious substances. <laughs> Nothing illegal, you understand. Just the uh, the rubbing down dust from my decorator who's been in all week. And uh, I've been obviously um, partaking of you know, things that should not really be in the air. I should put a mask on if I thought on. I should have done that, shouldn't I? Anyway, hey-ho. So here I am. Uh, it's a miracle I'm here. Let's carry on with, the, with said miracle, shall we? With a bit of hiding.
that's grace, isn't it? Can't beat a bit of hiding. <laughs> I say that about everything. I'm sorry, but I, 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 I know I get a bit boring about saying how wonderful every piece of music is, but generally it is. <laughs> I often say, you know, classical music is the best music because everything else is based on it. You know, whether you're into your rock and roll or whatever, you can, you can probably trace everything back to, uh, to classical music. But I would say that, wouldn't I, because I do a classical music show. Having said that, you know, I could, I could as easily do a 1980s show or a 1970s disco show because I really just like all sorts of music and I love a bit of you know disco I, I will bop about the kitchen from time to time <laughs> and I've compiled several playlists on my on my Spotify account I mean I think Spotify is just the best thing apart from my radio show of course and Sid Valley Radio in general because I think sometimes you know you need um just playing music is, just doesn't always do it for you does it because I, I don't know about you if I if I want to just dance around the kitchen I'll put something really loud on it but especially if I want to get you know get a bit of adrenaline going and I'll put my I've got a, a list called loud believe it or not I've got one called dance as well but the loud one is just like well loud and it sort of gets me going if I'm feeling a bit meh but sometimes you know um, I often listen to the radio or in fact I have the radio on all day with the background in the office I don't always sing sing along to every piece of music or dance along to it but it's quite nice, especially when I'm working on my own sometimes. Like tomorrow I've got nobody in the office, just me. I've got some, some clients coming in later on in the afternoon, but uh, I've got no, no, no colleagues in tomorrow. Both of my girls are out tomorrow. So, um, but it is quite nice to have the radio on and so you can hear another human voice. I know that sounds a bit daft, but it means that you don't feel like you're on your own. <laughs> so if, if you've got me muted, well, quietly going on in the background with my little voice popping up, just so that you feel like there's another human hanging around, then... I, I hope that that's okay. And thank you for inviting me into your space in order to fulfill that. Um, well, because if, if ever wasn't there, you'd turn me off, wouldn't you? If you didn't like me, that's fair enough. But uh, I'm not for everybody. Nobody is, are they? But uh, but yeah, I, I hope that uh, I can be that, that human person waffling along in the background. The person that you can yell at, will you shut up and play the next piece of music? That kind of thing, you know. So I will do. And this is, a, this is um, I'm going to go back to something I said earlier in the show about... Um, playing different music, the sort of common music or music that you all know, but in a different way. Uh, and this is one such, and I've got another one I think I might, I might have later on, depending on squeeze it in if I stop waffling. And this is the uh, final member of our Holy Trinity. And this is Beethoven, of course, we've not played him yet. And he normally features quite early in the show because he's normally a bit loud. But this is his Symphony Number no. 6 in F major, which of course is known as the Pastoral. Now, this is normally a big orchestral piece. Big orchestral piece, the whole the whole schmear. But um, in this instance, Yo-Yo Ma, the cellist, Emmanuel Axe and Leonidas Kavakos, pianist, and I think cellist, I think, um, playing this, just three instruments, just three instruments. It sounds great. Have a listen.
I just think that's fantastic. Taking a, a brilliant piece of music that was first scored for a, a huge symphony orchestra and taking it down to three instruments, which is what Yo-Yo Ma, Emmanuel Axe and Leonidas Kavakas did there. Isn't that just brilliant? I think it's great. And they've got a whole album like that. I think it's, I'll have to play some more of those. <laughs> Do you know, I've just looked at some of my, my playlist and I've got about... Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got eight pieces of music to play, nine pieces of music to play. And on the basis of the timings, I'm going to finish at 10 past 10. <laughs> so I can't. So I'm going to have to pick a few and just arrange to do some others a different time. What can I do here? I think I'll leave that. I'm going to do it. Let's play this one. This is this is lovely. It's a bit of a Valdi. Um, and I, like I always say with Holst, it's not, he didn't just do the planet, you know, Vivaldi did not just do the Four Seasons. <laughs> he did this great piece of music. It's a clarinet concerto. And uh, it's, a, the, it's clarinet concerto number one in B-flat major. And Martin Frost is going to uh, be accompanied by the concerto call, and he's going to be conducting them from the clarinet. It's lovely. Thank you. 
You can always tell a bit of a Valdi, can't you? It's always so jolly. And that's what this show is all about. Happy Classics is the name of the show. And uh, I do try and keep things happy. Although I do get the occasional, you know, emotional bit of music in because you can be happy when you're crying, if you know what I mean. I I can get quite uh, emotional from time to time. That's just the way that I am. But mostly I try and stay upbeat, but sometimes music just gets to you, doesn't it? It takes you places, you're either back in a time when you're having a moment or something wonderful happened or something sad happened and uh, music does that to you. And um, whether it's, I've got pop music that does that to me, classical music does it to me. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, just, it's just, it just touches things, doesn't it? Music, it takes you places that uh, you remember. So I hope you remember the summertime because it, it seems like a very long time since we've had any. In fact, it is, of course, we are now sort of creeping towards the end of a, a very long winter and um, it's not been great as it's been dark and dismal. I mean, I know we had that really cold snap, didn't we? But at least it was bright. At least we saw some sunshine. I mean, there's time and I, I was coming back from uh, uh, West Hill earlier on this afternoon. It was only about five o'clock and even though it's been getting lighter, it was dark out there I think good grief and it was because of the 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 low-lying cloud and the rain we were having just miserable so here's a lovely reminder that um, having had the song called spring for my hour earlier in the show let's have this and it's Craig Gogden um and he's playing summertime by from Porgy and Bess of course by Gershwin so this is another one of those ones which is you know why would you ever think of of picking up a, a classical guitar and playing and playing uh modern opera but here we are uh craig ogden does a great job with the typic quartet behind him
there you go, a little foretaste of what hopefully will, won't be too far away, a nice bit of sun, summer and sunshine. Now, what have we, I've got two pieces now. I've decided to, oh yeah, I've just about managed this. <laughs> so I've got two pieces now. I'm going to riff back onto the, the Valentine's idea. And the next two pieces of music, one is for the ladies and one is for the gentlemen. And um, this next piece of music, it's, I think it's gorgeous. It's a, it's a folk dance, actually, and it comes from uh, Philip Lane, and it's from his suite of Cotswold folk dances, and it's called Constant Billy. I often play this piece of music whenever it comes around on my little, my little list, and it pops up because I haven't played it for a while. I think the last time I played it was sometime uh, September, so five, six months ago. But the Royal Ballet Symphonia under Gavin Sutherland are going to, are going to play this for us. And it's absolutely delightful. It, it is what it sounds like, the, the name. It sounds like the sort of chap that you'd love your daughter to marry. <laughs> I never got one. So, Billy, if you're out there, can you just send me that Valentine card? Thank you very much. just just delightful isn't it i think uh i think any any girl would have been delighted to have met constant billy he'd have been the guy wouldn't he that would have you know picked up your hanky if you dropped it and opened the door for you and uh you know all those things and despite everything and i'm 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 a feminist with a capital f but you know there's nothing wrong with a little bit of chivalry you know and for ladies that don't like the door being held open for them and they get the stroppy back i'm thinking i hold the door open for people you know it's just manners isn't it (laughs) 
Girls, just let, let if, a, if a bloke wants to hold the door open for you or help you put your coat on, just let him. It's lovely. Anyway, I shall remove myself from my uh, my little pulpit there and say to the chaps, we've got somebody for you now because the girls have had the lovely constant belly. You can have La Fille au Cheveux de la, uh, or the girl with the flaxen hair. And this is a bit of Debussy, isn't it? Now, this was also scored for a different in- instrument, but we're going to have Xavier de Maistre play it for us on the harp. And this is my last piece of music tonight. So all I have to say is I hope you've managed to, if you've stayed with me through the whole show, thank you so much because I know that my voice is a bit odd tonight because I've uh, been suffering, uh, not with a cold, but with um, inhaling, as I say, noxious substances. I hope to be better next week when I hope you will join me again for more happy classics. Until then, have a lovely week. Take care.